0: Hi, this is Dan Sullivan. I'd like to welcome you to the Multiplier Mindset Podcast. Today's free zone transformation story is a real treat for me to talk about. It's Carrie Copineur Carter, and Carrie has a litigation law firm in Bellingham, Washington State. What I was so happy with about the story that Carrie told us was the fact that it was the strategy circle. And the strategy circle is what really started Strategic Coach. And that was a thinking process when I was still a one-on-one coach. So this was back in 1982. I had been coaching for about eight years, up and down, some good times, some bad times. And Part of the bad times was that every time I sat down with someone to help them plan their future, it was like starting from zero, starting from scratch. So there was no multiplier. There was no buildup of knowledge or process that I could see. And then almost like magically in the late summer of 1982, early, I think it was October, it all came to me. Everything I'd been doing for eight years took the form that what you do is you get them to establish a time frame. A lot of them use three years. And then they write down everything that's going to be true. Then come back, entertain all the obstacles, write every obstacle, and then take every obstacle to create the game plan. And from that moment on, I went 10 times in six years. Same amount of time, 10 times greater income. And I always love it when strategic coach clients use the strategy circle for a big project. And the big project in Carrie's situation was that she had complete turnover of her entire staff, which is not that unusual in the litigation law firm field. And instead of going back and doing it the same way she did it before, she decided to change and she learned the strategy circle in her very first workshop. And she used the strategy circle to put together her new organization, which has gone so superbly that in her second year of using the strategy circle coming to her workshops, she tripled her profits that year. She's now growing even further beyond that. But she uses the strategy circle as the entire structure for managing, planning, organizing, and growing her law firm. Always warms my heart when I hear somebody go back to the strategy circle, because it's the thing that made my change in my life. And I should tell you a little story here. It's at exactly that same time when I created the strategy circle that I met my partner, Bab Smith. She had a business of her own. She wasn't working with me. She had her own business. And I said, I want to show you what I've come up with. And I took her through the strategy circle and she looked at the plan. She said, this is going to be really big. I said, Oh, you see real growth in your business. she said, I'm not talking about the growth in my business. I'm talking about the technique you're using. This is going to be really big. And I said, You really think so? And they did. And off we went.
1: I'm Carrie to Carter, and I'm a business owner and own a law firm, a litigation law firm, and also a single mom of four, 34, 16, 14, and nine. So pretty full life. And I'm pretty sure this is I'm entering my fourth year with strategic coach. You know what I find is I do have a very full, busy life. and uh, and this has allowed me to be very intentional about carving out time, mm-hmm. to step back and rather than allowing systems and my profession and the demands of my day define my abilities and capabilities and future allowing me to step back and be very intentional about thinking outside the box about thinking long term rather than in an era well my profession is all about deadlines and projects so it allows me to step outside that and think bigger and be more intentional about it and many times I'll be proposed, Hey, you know, you should do this or this. And there's a cap and the say will say, well, that's enough. Or if I think too big, the feedback will be, Oh gosh, haven't you earned enough? Or aren't you at the height of your game and coming to strategic coach? What I love is that it challenges me to step up and think bigger rather than limiting, like take the lid off, And think of all the potential that life holds and what I want to see rather than having people put a cap on it for me constantly. So that's where the values come for me. It has been completely life-changing, shifted the paradigm about how I even manage my week-to-week schedule as far as being intentional about time blocks, as far as certain activities, that i can just give to my staff now my whole staff now use the team workbooks the weekly planners and we check in i created here a termed a thing called brag meetings or best meetings where we brag what we're excited about what our solutions strategies are and our top three for the week and we do that on a weekly basis check in and realign but we're all working out of our weekly planners from strategic coach And so even just teaching my team the terminology and tools, we've used them strategy circles around getting a website out, which was more about me finding value, seeing the value in marketing, which is something I was shying away for for some unknown reason. So many of the tools and strategies that I learn here, I bring back and then I facilitate it with my team. I've also sent my team off to some of the team trainings. And what I found is it's allowed us to realign and actually, contrary to what our modalities and process might be, it's allowed me to question that and carve out a completely different way to configure how we interact with clients, how we interact and process our cases that feeds into each member's unique abilities. And I've actually now folded that into my interview process. So I can quickly assess, are your unique abilities great for this position? How does it align? So it's been very, very beneficial and I think has allowed us to do more in less time and serve more people and be very focused as a team as we kind of expand and grow. For example, in our own strategy circle. I was able to get really, really clear about what we do best, and we did it a retreat. I brought in facilitator, and we used the tools and language in that process. And what came out is my team ended up defining our mission for a litigation law firm. We came up with we're empowering people by advancing justice, and so we spun it around advancing justice by empowering people, our employees, employers, and community. those injured by others and so what was interesting when we looked at that and how it was defined by my team of employees was the feedback that i got that each of my employees felt that i had empowered them in the process of advancing justice we've empowered our clients who have been injured or in crisis or loss through this process and we've actually gotten more and more letters back from clients saying you heard me regardless of the outcome, it was just very empowering. And so that kind of has this impact of reaffirming our mission and re-energizing my team to even uh, one of the big hidden things was community. We had done a lot of community service. We gave back 10% of our profits back to local nonprofits, but that wasn't something that I'd done very quietly. And when we brought that out to share with our community, we realized there was value in that. And it not only drew more clients in by this hidden thing that we did as part of our mission, all of a sudden was kind of embraced by our clients. It drew more clients in and it challenged other professionals to do the same. So we ended up being a leader even outside of our area as far as how you can impact your community. And so as for competition, I think that presence and that leadership, not just in my profession, but how I impact the community and how close-knit our team has become, even the team members that after doing unique abilities realize this is not a good fit for me, right? And we've had to help people, we've transitioned them on to other jobs outside of my firm, but they come back full circle for all our events. And so it illustrated for the legal profession Mm -hmm. a new way of doing an adversarial process without being so adversarial but still being very strong, effective, and kind of the go-to person. So I think it's allowed step up and it's freedom. I would see the other way it's allowed, frequently there's high burnout in my industry. It can be challenging to not just be relied on one person or on the principal or on the lead litigator. So what the strategic coach and the tools and the time talents and the unique abilities has allowed me to do is I delegate the emails. I don't do emails. I don't get pulled into all the stuff that I find annoying. So I can totally focus on what I'm really good at, which does include training up young attorneys. So by training up young attorneys, I have more freedom. So when I came into strategic coach, I was probably working till 2, 3 AM in the morning. I was just going, going, going for broke, right? More I could work, more clients I could serve, but that growth was capped because there's only so many hours and energy in the day. So now my profitability is, actually, I think I tripled it by my second year, but I now work less, I make more, and I'm impacting more, and I've sent out other attorneys, and they're doing and affecting more justice issues around the state and around the region, even beyond my firm. So it's like the ripple effects have gone far and above what I could have ever imagined. And the old principle of doing less with more, I'm living it and it's not capped. The potential is still there and streamlining continues. But each time I come back, I'm able to look again, like open the box again, be intentional from 50,000 feet and say, okay, where are we being inefficient? Where could we be more efficient? And all of a sudden employees get to work less and they get more freedom. And then that kind of feeds where they don't want to leave. They're bought into the mission and it builds that energy and excitement, which obviously benefits the clients. And then I lead it for my kids. They see that. I built in more time and space. So I'm at every game. I'm able to check out. They know my time blocks. I'm out for their games. I'm out to their activities. I'm present. I'm able to be home with my kids and get them breakfast and get them off to school and not feel the guilt because the work's getting done and everything is in balance. And I think that example for my children as they grow and prepare to go on to college we actually have discussions about it and I teach them the tools too. And so it's kind of funny, they use the terminology and they're like, oh, it's that thing again. But it's interesting because it empowers them and it's that intentionality and they get tired of me saying it sometimes. I'm like, you need to be more intentional. But sharing it and seeing that through all aspects. And I would say the other benefit is, take to my Myers-Briggs and I'm kind of an INTJ. Well, I'm not kind of, I'm a really strong INTJ. So I can dial in and work till 4 a.m. and feel great. But the ability and having the value of connection and being able to connect with other like-minded individuals and then be able to step away and process it and have them, you know, similar mindsets come back and say, okay, what about this? And have a little bit of accountability to make sure I don't go back into that tunnel, churn and burn, and that I still have like-minded people challenging me to stay connected, build those connections. And I would say now, I mean, I'm partnered up with an individual who's been in strategic coach, I think going on 12 years now, and I get together quarterly and do check-ins and other strategic coach participants that I've got three, six-year relationships with that we do these quarterly get-togethers and challenge. And so it creates this network of support and feedback across different professions, but it allows me to get off the track because I was on the trial order boards and state boards and national staff, but it allows you to get outside your industry, outside your mindset and the constraints that exist in any profession. And that's where that as it, ingenuity begins, right? And all of a sudden I'm transferring things from other industries and other modalities into our profession and it's so freeing. So that's why I keep coming back. I probably came into the program hating change. I would actually verbalize, I hate change. I just hate change. So every time I'd come up to a change, I would dig my heels in and I would just, every ounce of energy in me would be trying to avoid the change and fighting it. But it has flipped my thinking, which is term I used earlier today, flipping my thinking about that change as an opportunity, and looking at every change as an opportunity for growth, expansion, or increase efficiency, rather than just going through the motions. So when I look at one of the big changes and focus, having balance with focus. So I was getting vetted for a judicial position, which would have pulled me out of the entrepreneurial track and put me into a fixed position. I was fighting it. But what I found was, because I was not intentional about going through that strategy. I did not do a strategy circle for three years on that. And what happened was it created instability in key employees because they were worried I would get that appointment. So I left this pending thinking I'm not going to deal with this pending potential change. And the employees got upset and I ended up going through this massive change. I kind of had this self-fulfilling prophecy of I'm going to make sure you deal with change. So I had a 100% turnover of all key personnel. I was probably one step from just close the doors and move on and take the bench because this is just way where work that it's needed. But what was amazing was through that process, the feedback, it forced me to be intentional, go back do that strategy circle and I actually brought in extra coaching to work through what is this that's coming and can I close the door on it and remove it, that distraction and that lack of focus in the employees and the turning, I got the feedback using some of the modules, getting feedback of where are my strengths and getting honest feedback for myself as a business owner, as an employer, and as an entrepreneur in the legal industry. And I was able to get that back as well from former employees and other leaders. It allowed me to redirect and almost reconfigure and build slower, more intentionally with right people in the right positions and focusing on their strengths and feeding into those strengths and then redefining the process to fit the people that I knew were part of the mission, this larger mission. And so I think by not using the tools on that personal deep challenge for myself, because I was trying to avoid change ended up kind of forcing this lesson about change and embracing and empowering people into their unique abilities. And by doing that, the individuals that were leaving fed in the new employees that came in, because they knew they understood what I needed, they saw my recommitment and my focus. And it allowed for this new growth that has just expanded. I mean, now there's big expansion on the way. But even through all of that, rather than getting sucked into and becoming immobile by that fear of change and the turnover, seeing it as, you know, doing that comparison thing where, oh gosh, you know, other people don't have turnover, they don't have, that turnover for me was a huge growth turning. It was necessary because that team served its purpose up to that point. And now we're expanding into a different model that allowed kind of a much more broader impact. And growth potential. And so it again, it made it very easy for me to live on the top side of abundance and focus and growth mindset instead of getting stuck into that comparative and the box that different industries tend to put businesses in. And so I would say that is the lesson. Now I invite change. I kind of tongue in cheek say, I embrace change. Well, not really. I'm still, but I can embrace change because I've now learned you know, over and over that change always comes actually with increased opportunity and growth for me. It is really a flip the thinking perspective on that process. And now I do that I do the strategy circle, I actually gave it somebody says, Hey, you need to sit down and do this and work through this what you're running up against. So it's bringing those tools full circle. But I think now I've done so many of the different tools, it's automatic mindset. Okay, what's next? what's the possibilities? What's in the way? Why am I not acting on this faster? And calling me out on whatever it is, you know, messages I'm telling myself that are slowing me down in that process. So it's been very eye-opening. You will get those opportunities. They keep coming back around, but it's how you handle them and how you move on. For me, the amount of freedom I have gained on my schedule, I kind of joke at one of the examples I've shared is I used to do dream boards every year. I would do dream boards and those dream boards would be jam-packed, not an empty space on that board, just jam-packed. And my life was chaotic and there was no room and it was like little things would come and it would just be too overwhelming. So now by being intentional about the time blocks and looking at free time and buffer time and booking those and then filling in my focus time around it, this last year's dream board, I joked that there was all this blue space And what has happened is, my life is as full as it's ever been. But I have the space built in to have fluidity, whatever curveballs come with life, to be able to be truly fully present and not one step into the next commitment or meeting or whatever, and which has completely deepened the relationship with my kids, deepened relationships and the investments into individuals I mentor and has allowed me to step out and get even more involved with community and mentoring others. So yeah, it feeds. It's like that perpetual, more freedom, more time to do those things that feed my energy and allows me to do my work much more efficiently in an area that I love and to focus on what I love. And I can delegate the rest. And I don't feel the need to do it all in order to be seen as successful, I can do what is my highest, best use with my time and be free for my highest priorities. So it's very freeing. I think what happens here is a gift. I was probably the worst example of making time for yourself, putting the oxygen mask, you know, they say put the oxygen mask on yourself first and then worry about the child next to you or your, or your seatmate or whatever. And Really, for an entrepreneur, there's so many demands and so much pressure to succeed and excel and go, 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 go. Usually, we're all very high energy and very high functioning. Coming here forces you as an individual to step out, put the oxygen mask on, and look from 50,000 feet so that you don't end up getting sucked into this automatic, just one foot in front of the other and reactionary, but being proactive and intentional. And the outcome when you're proactive and intentional cannot be compared with anybody who's living in that reactionary day-to-day knee-jerk response. The value on my, and I would say there, and on my health, sanity, and quality of life cannot be exchanged. So for the quarterly meetings I come up and the tools that I take, there's enough review and overlap and accessibility that you can use them and reach out and get the support. How does it factor in? How can I incorporate my team to so really help enforce using it day to day? I will say the first year I wished I'd gotten using it faster, right? But it's so much information. And you're really retraining your brain, how you think and process. And it's freeing, but it's like learning a different language or learning a different management style. And it's not changing me or how I operate or changing any individual, but it's allowing you to kind of peel back the layers and say, what are you doing? Cause you have to, and what are you doing that you totally excel at? And let's get you doing more of what you totally excel at with the majority of your time and help you strategize and get other people that excel at the things you don't enjoy surrounding you as a team. And so all of a sudden it just explodes exponentially. And I think that's what we do here. You can talk through it. You can share you know, ahas and learn from other people's insights. But you can also throw out say, you know, I'm stuck on this or this is difficult. And the wisdom and combined wisdom in the room, that's invaluable. You can't go out and buy that anywhere. And I love that you have people with 500,000 employee entities next to people that are sole proprietors and everything in between and high technology and low technology. But I've gotten some of the best feedback from other individuals that are completely different businesses, but they all of a sudden randomly have the consultant I need to troubleshoot a problem in my firm. And so it's not just a networking, but the tools, the wisdom. You can't replace that. It. It's not in a box. So you have to be here, participate and present. And that's hard too. You know, turn off the phone, quit looking at the emails, but to be totally present knowing that being totally present those four meetings a year here in the room, you're kind of drinking from a fire hose, you know, and absorbing it and processing it so that you can then take that back and take your company and your goals onto a whole different level. So it's hard to explain. It's one of those things where it's hard to explain because I probably was pretty skeptical. I consider myself an extremely high-functioning person, had a whole lot going on, slept only four hours a day probably, and I thrived at that. But this has taken it to such a greater rewarding level that I try to tell as many other people as I can about it to pull them in as well. And now many of the people that participate are some of my closest friends. I get calls from other participants Sunday morning or different mornings say, hey, how are you doing? Checking in. And it's just that verbiage and support on top of all the tools and the freedom to think outside the box, which is very energizing.
0: One key feature that stuck out for me with Carrie's story was that her mastery of the strategy circle in growing her law firm has gotten so good that she can instantaneously in the process of hiring a new person, know whether that person is right for her or not for her. And if they're not right for her, she'll find them a job with a competing firm. There's something magical about that when you consider it, because first of all, nobody does that. But when you do do that, your whole image within your industry changes, that you've got your act so much together that you can actually help your competitors. And that's the beginning of what we really call the free zone. Carrie's operating in the free zone. She's acting as if she doesn't have competition. And because of the use of the strategy circle and all the tools that you know, plug and play with the strategy circle. She doesn't have any competition. This is not what they teach you in law school. This is not how lawyers learn how to run their business. But she's doing it as an entrepreneur, not as a lawyer.